interesting. Like, and it just had a way better connect, like reaction time than even this does. Hmm. And we're live, so this should be good. We actually may need to just like pull out a phone just to double check audio and make sure it's make sure we can hear us. Okay. Let me see here. Where is? Am I gonna come up on my own feed? I did subscribe to myself. <laughs> did you really? So you're paying yourself? I mean, that's a good idea, though. Oh yeah, it's you know, get that one more sub. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That delay. Yeah, it's not bad. Cool. It's pretty high latency, so live interaction is not at the best. Are these mics set right? That's where that needs to go. Get that label to like head towards you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's see. So like grab these two people. Yeah. Let's grab that and just rotate it over to you. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, square. Hey. so, welcome, John. Hello. How you doing? Good. Good. I'm excited. Do you want to... your full? Do you want your full name on this podcast? Because uh... I haven't. I don't think I've put your. I've, other than like tagging like your IG ta IG name or something like that. I don't know why I would be hesitant, but there's a part of me that you does do feel hesitant. A, you do work for a giant entertainment company. Yeah. Who think... may be concerned with like their reputation? Yeah. With their employee. That's true. Because I'm a little honest when it comes to. Uh... Some of my perception on some of the rides and stuff. Oh yeah, it's like that rides shit. That rides shit. Like, but we, we we if we're gonna actually run like critiques of like the rides that you that your your company has, we have to get very creative on yep. like misnaming them. I would just name them outright. To be oh, honest, you just have no shits given. No shits <laughs> no, given. No, I'm not gonna be like the ride with the cars that sometimes go uh not slow and then sometimes you're angry you are the farthest thing from a corporate chill yeah yeah not at it's all like, it's like they they don't pay me enough to be sold out um when i first rode fast and furious i wanted to write a full essay on how it fails on every level and how i'm insulted that it's in my park wow <laughs> like, it pisses me off wow like, it's it honestly it can you take this ride back and give me back uh paul what's his face <laughs> Oh, God, yes. That exchange. To be honest, okay, I haven't even seen the movies. Oh, I didn't see, yeah, but... Uh, Paul, Paul Walker? Paul Walker, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think I may have accidentally seen one, like, sometime in the past, like, 28 years of my life, but I've never really seen one. I've, okay, I've heard... No, no, of, I saw Tokyo Drift. I saw Tokyo Drift. Which isn't even, like, considered second? canon. Yeah. It, no, I think it's, like, the third one. Oh, dang. I think it's, like, so to speak, the third one that was made, hmm. but... Oh, I need to, like... Oh, what is I that? need to mute myself. Yeah. Or at least I need to mute that mm. video. I was like, I hear things. I hear me. Same. Yo, that is so convenient. But that's good, though, that we can at least like, hear ourselves. Yeah. Here's, mm. here's a big question, actually. Oh, no, it doesn't. Is it going to do that? Because uh, you play. I know. I mm. know. I can just hit live. Mm. It's more of like, because I have yet to, like, you know, obviously have a decent enough following. But, like, this thing doesn't have anything obvious to, like, bring the chat room in. Mm. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, like. Maybe we'll discover it yeah, more. Yeah, like there's like this is the chat room, and this isn't even if it isn't even like the normal thing. Mm. Is this thing even gonna work? Whatever. Like, <laughs> so there's like where the chat is, but like there's no chat. No mm. one's there. Um, They'll be there. But yeah, so like I did see Tokyo Drift, okay, which was entertaining and everything. But after that, I've just never cared enough. And so I'm fascinated by someone that's like that ride is a piece of shit, and I hate it. And I was like, so as someone that's not even a Fast and Furious fan, how is the Fast <laughs> and Furious ride a piece of shit? It's just in every way. So um, the Fast and Furious ride is the same as the Kong ride. Okay. Like, they're the same vehicle. They're essentially the same track. 
the same design, everything. So like that. Kong got thrown away, and now you're just no, not even old Kong, new Kong. New Kong, okay, because I remember the really old one where yeah, you're like yeah. on a like a floating belt or something yeah, like confrontation. that. Confrontation. That's I think that's what it was called. Yeah, right? try to keep that mic like a probably a fist away. Oh yeah. If you need to move that arm, like let me know. Or no, just I got like you. scoot on in or something. Um, I understand. Uh, no, so Skull Island, Reign of Kong. Um, that's the new okay, one. Yeah, the one with Brie Larson and ben yeah, 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 yeah. But it's based off of that. It's a very pretty ride. Outside is gorgeous. The queue is gorgeous. There's a scare actor in the queue. Uh-huh. So, like, you will randomly just have someone jump out at you. Like, that's mm-hmm. pretty exciting. Um, and then the first half of the ride feels very adventurous. You're in this, like, beautiful, open, Tropical, lush. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It becomes kind of underwhelming when, like, the climax of the ride is, like, some screens around you. And you're not really feeling much. And it just... I'm just not about that. I get it. It's it's for people who just can't experience roller coasters. Like they they should have other options. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Earthquake was a good option for that because I was never a fan of roller coasters as a kid. But like Back to the Future, yeah. Um, before it would became Simpsons, yeah. Um, Kong, uh, King Kong back then, Earthquake, you know, Jimmy Neutron um, before it became My Ride. I never even saw. I never even dealt with Jimmy Neutron actually. Oh, fair. Like. Those were all really good. Men in Black when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, I think, the first ride that they threw in that wasn't a replacement ride. Like, it just built a brand new thing on the end of that loop. Yeah. Um, Jaws was good, even though that scared the shit out of me continually as a kid. Rip. Uh, Rip Jaws. That was the best thing that they had, man. That's where Diagon is now. Diagon is... Diagon Alley is right in the middle of that? Mm-hmm. That feels like it's so small then. Well, they built a lot of area back there, too. I figure they had to, because yeah. they're trying to, like, literally make Diagon Alley. And then, like, the castles, who knows... Yeah. Is the castle just further back? Like, they built a hill and put the castle on it or something? They have two separate Harry Potter areas. Yeah, okay. So the castle's in IOA, yep. and then Diagon Alley is in Universal. Yep. Okay. Diagon Alley. Yeah. Um, I live in Central Florida, and I don't give a flying fuck <laughs> about the Harry Potter attractions. I love the book series, and I was... I think I had this... I've, I, I've said this too many times, probably, for even... I was a huge Harry Potter fan until the fandom got crazy around high school age. Around, like, 2005 and on. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I was into Harry Potter, like, in elementary school. Like, yeah. I'd gone through the four, first four books, like, twice by, like, fifth grade. Mm. Like, my whole neighborhood was on that shit. And then and then it just got crazy. Yeah. And then it just got excess. So, are you the type of person that, like, when you see something, like, is that a common trend? Where, like, you see, like, I'm commonly you're, behind. You're commonly behind? I'm actually, I'm actually hipster without even trying to be hipster or like <laughs> uh, like appealing to it. It's like, are you, you haven't seen this? Uh, yeah, I just haven't oh, no, around I to it. <laughs> the only reason I actually watched Stranger Things 1 and 2 was mm. because at my job, I'd gotten like somehow, like the, the somehow on the IT side, I was let go. Like mm. not actually like employment wise, because I was just doing data entry as a, um, as a register, registered, pharmacy, registered pharmacy tech. Mm. But like I go on vacation, I come back, and like three of us don't exist in the system. Like we're just for all of that November, we just sit in a side office getting paid to sit there and do nothing. There is no busy work. We have no credentials in the IT system to allow us to log on to the computers and get into the virtual desk. Hmm. So for all of that November, I was just watching movies and series that i was i'd never i'd just be like i need to get to that i need to get to that so like within i'd say two weeks i crashed through all of stranger things one and two Mm. on company time it was (laughs) fucking great to watch stranger things oh it was great i figured out how to like put my jacket over myself 
to create like a full dark place and i just had my tablet just plugged in the wall just you're just a really cool yeah. kid you know oh, i was good i was set you <laughs> know um supervisors were just like is he asleep i don't know just so did like no managers talk to you guys during this time like no one oh, no they asked or something like that or like hey important people are here try to look like important busy otherwise otherwise they kind of got it. after like the first week and nothing was getting fixed like whatever dang for most of them like whatever um huh. but basically back to the point that like i think i've gotten to a point where i maybe it's my only childness but i'm only interested in things that i can have a personal relationship with mm. so either i jump on like the bandwagon like as it starts mm. or i'm just gonna be forced to wait mm. years to really like get to have a one-on-one relationship with and not have other hype or other fans just like crowding like the mental space of it yeah i i think i get that i know like i feel like i feel similarly and correct me if i'm wrong in this but kind of the way i feel about it it's like if i didn't choose to be part of it from the onset then it's kind of like a party that already started and my friends are just pressuring me to go there Yeah, yeah versus like I like doing this, and if it has already started, I'd rather wait and yeah. then have my one-on-one thing. Kind yeah. of like why it took me until this year to watch uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I still need to watch the whole fucking thing. It's... I, I, I have this unfortunate <laughs> thing with it. Okay, check this. I actually yeah. have the full, first full season on DVD. Like, well, I actually have it. I got it like cheap on e- on Amazon or some shit years ago. Dang. Got all the way through it, but I kept getting to like the same fucking point. Mm. Like right after, um, spoilers, after like Edward gets eaten and then rebuilt. Like, Wait. where Winry has to go... Like, Edward gets eaten oh, by yeah, Gluttony. Yeah. yeah. Like, he just gets reduced to fucking nothing. Right. And they have their infighting after, like, uh, after um Al fixes them. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, is, is it Al in the metal suit or is it Ed in the... It's, it's Al. Al found Alric. Al found Alric. And yeah, yeah. Edward is the one with the metal on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get about that far. Like, mm-hmm. right after they beat the first um suit of... The, the suit of armors. No, no, no I've never oh, seen the beat gotcha, of okay, gotcha. They have the suits of armor that they fight. Gotcha. And, like, just... Oh, that show is so deep. Oh my I god! Get, I get that far, mm. and then like I saw one episode where like Ed goes to an island and he's trying to figure out where the homunculi come from, and he sees like a copy of himself or some shit like that. Yeah. Like I saw one little spit of that. So like that is on like it is secretly one of the most important series that I need to actually like watch. But unfortunately, The Mandalorian is out. Like, <laughs> and and me and Melanie are just like tied at the hip, even though she's not a huge Star Wars fan. She's just a baby Yoda fan. Mm. So it's just like, we're going to watch this together. And she's like, yes. And I went, fuck. Oh, uh, so you're just sitting there on your day off. Just like, oh, I oh. literally, we, we literally just finished the episode <clears throat> that I saw Thanksgiving week where it's the Krill uh, village. Yeah, yeah. Where like, that's like episode where, four or yeah, something like that. Where, wow. Yeah. And the season like just finished and yeah. like, you know, baby Yoda apparently got smacked by a stormtrooper, And I'm just sitting there going like, great. Like not plot spoilers, but. I guess I get to wait till that happens. Huh. Melanie has no fucking idea, so I just get to watch her reaction. Just <laughs> well, okay, we're we talked about this a little bit earlier, but mm-hmm. like I I totally see that happening because the Mandalorian actually does a good job of being a good story that just happens to be set in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, not being we are Star Wars, we are doing Star Wars. Well, things. that's I like, think what's I think what I think what the we have an issue right now where there's no original stories. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because the internet allows us to see and hear everything, historical and in recent. Yeah. And so everyone's like, oh, there's nothing original. Like, well, there's never been anything original if you actually look back far enough. Sure. Like, there are, mm. there was, no, there was hip hop in Rome. 
There mm. is history of them doing poetry to beats back in like Roman Greco times. Playing some ancient Roman Yeah, there's beats. no, there, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but like, and the same kind of like, you know, graffiti jokes of just, you know, genitalia and, you know, the equivalent word of faggot or um, whatever racial slur you want to throw into that. Yeah. Like, nothing's really different. Right. Um, and I think like the best thing that people are sort of re- like some, like the big studios or creators should be realizing is that having a singular figurehead like Kevin Feige, not mm. specifically, but like there's just certain things where it's like, if you find the right story, you need to tell it as its own story and not play too much like dick sucking to it. Yeah. That's where the Mandalorian does a really good job of that. But like the Witcher, I think the Witcher is the first time they've actually done a video game based show or movie. Mm. And it wasn't shit. Mm, like I, the uh, like the Assassin's Creed thing kind of mm, became yeah because it's like you're just gonna the I uh, was it the closer look made a really good analysis um this YouTube channel I follow this British kid who does writing and but he has these great video exposés video essays and he pointed out that like when the, someone did like a Hitman movie it was a shit yeah I've and, seen that movie yeah yeah and it's like <laughs> well first off it's kind of a shit franchise because and it's not a really good franchise to run on for story because or character because. It, there is no character in the assassin. It's just mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So every single person who's played the game has had an entirely different experience, and there is no make a hitman movie that's going to resonate. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can look at The Witcher, and it's like that was either going to be like big, that was either going to be big, like everyone has always been wishing a video game movie to be, or it's going to flop hard, like Assassin's Creed and Hitman and, and World of Warcraft yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. like. These, like that's the misunderstanding of the creative on trying to take these IPs and like make a fantastic CV like make a product out of it and it's like no you need to make a whole new story mm-hmm. and that's what they do with The Witcher and if you've seen it there are more people playing The Witcher game now than when it was released in 2015 hmm. like like that series is just peak giving that game a revival wow so it accomplished probably what the it has accomplished <laughs> it has accomplished the big goal of the past like 20 years of make a movie or make movie or series about a popular video game hmm. and they did because it's like we we whether they understand it or not it's like we have to make a whole new story yeah we have to make a brand new story that it, that fits all of the right elements that fits all the pro- all the requirements of that universe of these characters but it has to be a whole new story yeah take and enough they nailed it Take enough like common trends of people's shared experiences and make that into a story. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't just try to take like the copy and paste of like this is what happened in the book or in the video game and then like put it on screen. Like no. Yeah. No. Um, we might have watched the same video because the points that you just you just addressed are a lot of what I digested from a video that I watched about this topic. Uh, let me see. We might just have the closer look. Video games. Um. The Plague of bad, bad Video Game Movies. Hmm. Not sure. Assassin's Creed had gamers everywhere hopeful that the stigma of bad video game stigma. movies would finally... Yeah. That's, uh, that's it it might guy. have been different, but it hits the same points. Which yeah. essentially yeah. say that, you know, they're two different mediums. People aren't understanding that. The video games are all about choice. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to w- just what you said, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah basically. Um, but, um, now, if they made a, now if Riot made a League of Legends... <laughs> like movie but, but it would still work because we still want to see that world but when we play the game there's we're not, no we're not exploring the world or exactly anything. we're not but they're about not, to make that they have that rpg in play f- and they have the, the from, anime coming or not anime but like cartoon the, the fi- well they have the fighting game they have the card game that's out which is like flopping right now because they hyped up release and then have the follow-up because like that's the only reason fortnite is one of the most popular games in the west because 
Epic didn't drop the ball. Yeah. Everything else from Teamfight Tactics, Apex, PUBG has just dropped the ball on really, like, expanding. Well, Riot also tried to release, like, seven games all at the same time, which seemed crazy at the time. We were all excited, and then it kind of flopped predictably. Well, I think, like, that was the biggest... That was, like, its own E3. Yeah. And it's probably, like, the most successful E3 out of just one company, which is, like, you know, mad respect to you, you piece of shit, Riot. (laughs) It's just that, like... We all kind of we all should have understood that maybe one of those games getting released this year was possible. The rest were very clearly in development, from yeah. the shooting game to the fighting game, um, to even like the one little flash of the like RPG with like Blitzcrank like just fighting little minions or something like like that. Magic RPG's fly blew, blew the fuck up on that one. <laughs> like I was like, that's what he's excited for. Like, mm. He may not say it, but like that's. And that's, like, the world-building game. Everything mm. else is just fighting, fighting, fighting. And they finally got into narrative stuff with, like, even their cinematics, mm. where you had, like, Riven versus Draven. And I was like, no, no, this is world-building stuff. Oof. Like, I've seen that video so many times. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, I listened to... Do you know T.B. Skine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw yeah, him... Yeah. I fell in love with him on his analysis because listening and watching him break that down for an hour, like, driving home one day, mm-hmm. I was like, this is art like making art and video essaying this fantastic video basically yep. like it was such a great analysis piece i think he did the same for giants yeah, yeah well. no he does it for everything in league yeah. actually his two focuses are uh, dark souls and league basically hmm. he did recently do a video for reviewing cats <laughs> so there's that okay which i yeah uh, i yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think I think like that 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 riot move was a big fantastic power move. Yeah, it's just that like they have not learned the lesson to like if you're gonna release something like TFT or your card game, you need to. There's a certain level of quality riot has had good and well for a long time, and they did not ex- they have not executed both that part as well as like the growth and marketing and competitive element of their games. So, like, they come out, and it's like, you got to strike while the iron's hot, while the teens are at it. Otherwise, they're just going to go back to Fortnite because it's still going strong and hard because, like, Epic Games just, you know, found the formula and then nailed it and then ran right into just getting the competitive element built up and building that community. Yeah. And enabling their create their content creators. Like, yeah, that was like a big thing. the grassroots side, which yep. is its own overly hashed conversation about Riot. <laughs> well, okay, I... And I need, Blizzard in a way too. Blizzard's got their own issues, but I, I I need to write a little bit about TFT and some of the common issues I see Riot making repeatedly. Um, one of those most common things is that they, you're gonna be alone on this. By the way, I've not played a single game of Teamfight Tactics. Oh, I I was all about it for the beta. Okay, um, and then what happened? I'm I'm gonna get to that. So. One thing I think Riot needs to recognize is that luck always plays a factor. Like you can put in the hard work, you can put in the hard work, but the luck is going to take that hard work and explode it into something and create that opportunity, right? Yeah. So if you don't recognize that there are times where you do get a little bit lucky, you'll think that you're going to do no wrong at all times. Yeah. And I think that's what the mentality Riot has taken at this point. Basically, they don't recognize that, like, hey, we had these people that were really into our game. They were strong personalities. They they galvanized it. They they popularized it. And now people follow those personalities and therefore follow our game even more than they would if it was just an average good game. Okay. You need to recognize that that was a factor because now they've started to take this mentality of like, oh, well, the, we don't need these people. I'm here now. Yeah, Riot's the end-all be-all. Right, like, exactly. They're the standard. And so because of this, 
they don't do enough introspection. They don't analyze when they make their own mistakes. One big issue I've had with Riot for a very long time, especially about League, and something I I think there's a good middle ground to strike, you look at a game like Melee. Yeah. Right? That competitive scene is still strong as hell. Yeah. That competitive scene still has personalities, like major tournaments every single year, and they may even be growing in population. I don't know exactly the numbers, yeah. but they well, may be. I think Melee is about to get rehashed into the most recent one. Mm. We can just share the tryout on this one, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, because what uh, talking to um a professional Smash player, um the friend of a or a, the boyfriend of a coworker at my previous employer, nice. um he pointed out that melee was back then that was a forward thinking way to play the game, mm. and then after that when it got into like brawl or whatnot, reactive gameplay was yeah. better, mm. and that's what made like a huge split and divide between melee and then like the next one or two versions of smash. Mm. The most recent one has gone back and recognized the proactive. So it's much less about um, reaction and far more about proactive. Like it's in a way of thinking like it's much more about like forward thinking, aggressive, aggressive play is more rewarded than defensive reflexive play. Yeah. It's like, um, and for League of Legends metaphor, it's more like the Chinese Vietnamese style is better than the SKT Korean style. Because, because uh, I get what I, you're saying. Yeah. I really, as actually a point, I really wanted to like harp on again for like community <laughs> reasons. Is that someone who kept on like we kept pointing out that it was Korean style that was really slow, really slow, and I was like that, that was actually only SKT, and we just labeled SKT style of play. SKT and like one or two other teams, but maybe, yeah. but yeah. like Afrika Freaks and others were just like. Yeah balls wall crazy yeah samsung white was not a slow reactive team the, the reason why samsung white lost a single game to tsm is because they made mistakes yeah they were not perfect they were just they had found a style they were insanely aggressive they would pressure the entire map yep. pretty much all at once and if you caught them and you were able to mechanically outplay them you could beat them yeah but yeah that was the test it. like yeah, yeah. Um, i'm gonna take a sip of this all right go for it I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but, um, no, I mean, that's a very good point. And, yeah. like, also, the Korean legacy, people also need to remember that it's it's not as if Jinair Green Wings is this crazy dominant team that has been able to stop everyone. It's not as if KT Bullets killed everyone for five years. It's, like, yeah. a few teams. Yeah. A few players and a few teams. Well, SKT's even had its rotation. Like, yep. SKT was the first one to finally break the world champion doesn't return yeah to the worlds mm-hmm. like they finally did it like season five ish or something like that it was yeah season five because they yes. won in three lost or it didn't go in four, four and then came back in five right one five it. six went to seven lost to samsung yeah. yeah yeah and so like like it's one of those where skt's had to just cycle the fact that faker still has a career is its own miracle it's too. insane it's yeah. insane so. like you can say he might not be the best in the world anymore which is fair i think he's still up there but like the fact that he's even still in the discussion yeah. is completely unheard of, especially in Korea. Yeah, like you know, Double Lift and Soaz and some of the Westerners still having careers. Like it's an A. <laughs> you're just grabbing, it's an A, but yeah. you're also just like playing marketing game and whatnot. Yeah, I'm kind of really. Although I will say, I I have to give credit to Double Lift. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, but just Double Lift has continued to improve on parts of his gameplay that did not used to be there he is a better player now more than he flexible used to be. Yes. more flexible on more fl- the, well yeah. his team fighting used to be kind of eh 
Like, yeah. he used to be a great splitter, a great laner, and then he was good at skirmishing. And his old team fights, like, yeah, he had, he had a bunch of highlights, uh-huh. but that was four people stacking shields on him yeah. while he just auto attacks. Some, some, cog some Cogernaut stuff. Cogervane or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he's actually elevated himself to where his team fighting is, like, incredible now, for the most part, every once in a while. But, and, like, that's not something he used to do very well. Yeah. He groups a lot better with this team now, which is why I get annoyed and people are just like, oh, he's splitting. It's like, no, the team made a decision to give him resources. Yeah. And he happened to not be careful enough. Yeah. Like, whereas before it was, my team sucks. I'm going to split. Yeah. There's basically. a big difference in that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, like, back in CLG days, it's like, my team sucks. I'm just going to go bot lane and just, like, freeze a wave and just yeah. farm it forever. And guess what? His team did suck. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I just, I just. I, I used to be such a big fan of, like, Zion Spartan, mm. like, way back when he was, like, aggressive, like, Coast, and then, like, fresh into CLG, yeah, yeah. And, and they went to MSI and, like, got... GGU 2013 spring. Oh, oh that's, that's that's a reference I don't even get. Damn. Yeah. Uh, the first split when... Um, it was... Uh, I think they went to the finals, right? Okay. Against TSM in the first split of LCS. Zion Spartan? Yeah. Who was on the team with that? Oh, God. It was, like... Um, uh, I might be getting some of this wrong. I, it was... I think Shifter joined the team at one point, but it was like, don't mash me. Um, uh, Zion Spartan. Oh, God. Who was the jungler? Um, uh, it's going to be ancient names. Yeah, too. ancient names at this point. Um, I'd love, I I might look it up at some point, but Zion Spartan was on the first uh-huh. team in LCS. Um, was on one of the first teams in LCS, GGU, and they came into playoffs as like a nobody, and they went all the way to the finals against TSM, and then TSM clocked Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um people don't remember that like he went all the way to the finals his first split well yeah well zion's <laughs> got a, like a really good like history per se it's just yeah. that he's and he's a great teammate from the sound of things it's mm-hmm. just that he just can't really like peek out like he did before mm-hmm. or he, just, he can't really match like what's coming out of it now like it's is its own testament to like the value of like gambling on rookies that we talked about earlier like pre-podcast yeah is that licorice literally comes in and within mm-hmm. one year top 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 laner in an a yeah and i think it's just a horrible timing of the fluke of when he just like drops dead in front of Bwipo last worlds but but that's all part of it like it's it's okay for players to have those um you know one-off games where like they might get like bjergsen had that one game where he Oh god, I think it was against Pole Belter, some uh-huh. sort of playoff, something like that. Like he was trash. He literally just played bad. Yeah, I think I remember that getting like run over. He's like a zero or something like that. Yeah, something yeah. into like his yeah. TF or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's okay for that to happen. Uh, something Thorin always brings up that I really appreciate. These players have such few opportunities to actually prove themselves. Yeah. And if they go up and they maybe had all year to get one opportunity and they fail, that can be just part of the process if they have more. Well, that was um. Oh, what's his face? That's Cody's son. Yeah, it's Cody's in two worlds ago with uh, Immortals. Was it, was it, it, it might have been Immortals. Yeah. yeah, like they actually find like Immortals finally goes to worlds. Yeah, and they flop. Yeah, and it's like, but Cody's son's now having like a second revival, and I I think I was telling you this before, and I I don't know if I put it out anywhere else, but like I think Cody's son will be like a top two, top three ADC this year. He's he's very very good. Yeah. Um, I would have to see something. He's actually he's also. A different sort of style than Double of Two. I see Cody Sun as a refined wild turtle. Yeah. Well, I think that's just because we've seen Kaisa all the time and his pop up moments are with Kaisa and Kaisa's just a broken character in design. Fair. Because it's more of, <laughs> it's more of he knows right when he should be coming in to clean up. Yeah. But and, he also he likes to initiate too. He uh, likes to start fights. Mm. Like he likes to find picks. He likes like I if there's an Ash meta, I could see Cody Sun doing 
monstrously. Yeah. So this is where I go back to like when he was on 100 Thieves and him and Afro apparently had fucking problems. Did they? Yeah, like I think that was the base of it. Is I think mm. just Cody got in his head and his uh, got in his head about how good he was, and Afro was like, "I'm gonna put up with this arrogant bullshit." Oof. And so Cody gets benched like in playoffs, and they have to bring out some random fucker from like, um, from the uh, academy scene. Uh-huh. And so Hundred Thieves just flops. That's right. And then, they, and then they go to Worlds. Yeah. With this nobody ADC, and it's just like shit. That was the year that that was the year that everyone was like, "I'd sooner have TSM going." Yeah. Even with how bad they were than 100 Thieves. Yeah. Even though the points worked out the way they did. It is kind of baffling what the roster moves that TSM has made the past two years that they haven't well, done in the past just, two years. I'm running on the what the fuck happened with like Cody Sun and Afro Moo because like how it's a, it, I'm, I'm actually going to pose a question. How big of a problem is Afro Moo? And how much of a liability is he now? Because he has great like leadership potential and everything. Yeah. But I sense that if he doesn't have a full English-speaking American roster like he did in CLG, mm. he cannot shot call carry. Because like when he had someday top or he had bang in his lane, yeah, I don't feel like he had anything to say. So maybe he like gets frustrated if they don't listen to him. Like, well, I think it, I, I think that's where like G two has a really good thing, and I think um, TSM has always had a pretty good call on it per se, um, except for maybe like the one exception they had was with. Um, uh, less boy mm. is that if you have a you need to have five people that speak the same language and when you don't have that you have one of the like lauded best top laners of all time just going and winning new academy because like you can't actually like effectively communicate with them like well, yeah. you could almost say that like impact had like maybe some he's, a, he's had relative lulls in his career mm-hmm. in a at least but I would almost think like he just keeps going and keeps either maintaining or in a way getting better because his command of the language gets better. Mm-hmm. It's sort of where we're now like with Rookie and IG and the yep. Shy. They leave, they leave with the Korean Exodus and they go to China and they spent the last three to four years learning, you know, Mandarin or whatnot. Yeah. And now they can communicate effectively with their team and same carry with, them to a world championship. Same with uh, Doanbi. Yeah. Yeah. Same story. Like it's just a, it's the, it's just, I swear, like the biggest thing they probably had to take care of is just getting the language barrier because Doinby needs to have a language barrier for his style to work anyway. <laughs> like, if Doinby could not win a world championship with a language barrier with this team, no, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely like, there's no way. No. And, like, that's where <sighs> NA is just so frustrating. <laughs> I think Golden Guardians is like the biggest bitch of, a, of, um, of one of, the t- of our teams on account of they wanted to go pure NA roster. Yeah. And they did it for one year and then stopped and then started importing. And it's yep. just like it would have to you... be a full commitment from the from the league. And then no, I, I don't I, even know. I don't even I don't know if it's possible. At this here's point. the thing, though. Here's here's my thought is that you could say it's like, oh, it's a money thing. It's like, no, no, no. Everyone in esports, it's not the players or people that have jobs is losing money. Like all the orgs are losing money. Mm-hmm. OK, that's the reality. Yeah. So why the fuck? are you even going to try to worry about getting profitable when you're already losing money? Mm. Just, I don't know, play the long game investment a bit here. It's like, let's be the, 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 let's be the other cloud nine effectively. Yeah. Let's actually play the, we're going to develop, we're going to take on the giant ass responsibility. We're just going to develop all of NA talent. We're not going to be concerned with imports at all. And we don't, we care about acquiring, like, and showing, sh- finding, and showcasing, and building up the best pedigree of NA talent there is, mm-hmm. and that's our thing. 
and you know they can look like dog shit for two three years you're already two three years in yeah and golden guardians has barely been able to do anything successfully because like you can make the you could ask the question if they're trying to go for like some championship run with like a frog and haunts or you know combo yeah. but like ultimately you're just putting on band-aids if you just keep yeah, importing yeah. yeah i i really agree um and maybe other regions have just found it works in a better way or not because like if you're just the, willing to gamble and they're not playing favors china doesn't play any fucking favors either no. you're a winner you're out like they um, benched duke for the shy yeah like um yeah. and he wins the fucking championship exactly like a dick like, like duke duke was right up there with someday as like one of the best korean top laners for a, yeah. like for years the reason he was brought to skt is because they wanted the best top laner they could get and then china looked at duke and said you're not good enough china looked at flame and said you're not good enough china looked at marin and said you're not good enough yeah, but these are, <laughs> these are all old names. Yeah, well, now they are. Yeah. You know, but, like, NA would have taken those players and just kept going with them. Oh, yeah. Like, well, that's where I think, like, the most the biggest crime is Impact is still this good but shouldn't have a career yeah, if we were actually yeah. competitive about, like, our top laners. Yeah, he's only able to keep having a career because NA does not have the talent to punish him. No. He would not make it in career no. right now. And that's what like, makes it so – it makes it – I, you gotta love how when it gets to international he steps his stuff up it's like he's just like he's actually just hanging out in na in the hyperbolic time chamber and then he goes out and i feel like he does a better job than hooney does yeah he does the old on like, the international stage he does like the shack move in the playoffs where he sits out for half the season and then he right? waits until the playoffs and he's like oh i can still do it can we just like spend take a moment to talk about how hooney is the most overrated like player of all time hmm hmm I think he is now. I think, I think the moment he gets a $4.2 million contract, his mom goes, that's the most overrated player, and I can prove it mathematically. It, like, I, it's, I'm sorry, when he gets dicked on that hard. Yeah, his first couple of seasons were, were actually immaculate. They were um, in Europe. Yeah. He comes over here and gets on, like, Immortals. Yeah. Out the gate. That was great. Couldn't finish. Yeah. Yeah, because he, then he started doing stupid shit like the top Lucian against TSM when, to be honest, TSM was projected That's, to lose that series. Yeah. And then and they 3 0 them. It, yeah. And it. Yeah. And top lane Lucian has, has followed all over the world now. Like, he was the person that ever do it, and it's been viable? I only like it mid lane other than bottom lane. I, I, I don't like it top lane at all. Like, and I've only seen top lane Quinn work in specific teams that are very good at split pushing. Other than that, I don't think you should yeah. do it. Like, yeah. no. That's only if you have. I remember this. I remember actually like that year that Quinn was like meta as fuck top lane. I think it was SKT, and they just threw like Marin or Duke or something like that. Yeah, on yeah, Quinn. yeah. And it was scary. Like I was scared because she gets like those, you know, those um home guard boots. Yeah. It just, just flies across mm-hmm. the whole map. It's like she's gonna she's gonna find him. She's gonna kill him. Yep. Remember the? I think was that the same season as like Jungle Graves when like the. Oh, Jungle Graves. Well, that was... Well, over like, when that. he had just been reworked, and it was just, he was just going around and killing everyone. Yeah, like. back when he had, like, skill expression and contracts was good. <laughs> contracts are, like... But was pro- contracts good because contracts is good? Or was contracts good because Graves was good? <laughs> or was contracts good because had, he had high correcting his, like, fallacies? Yeah. I think the uh, analysis I got out of um, someone that worked with contracts, it might have been Degon, hmm. but... or. You know, one of the many people we listen to. Mm. Contracts is immaculate at tracking the other jungler and knowing where they are. Mm. But his decision-making for, like, punishing is just, like, a shit show. Something you can't really teach. I mean, you can kind of, you can coach, but, like, eventually it's 
just down to the person. It's one of those where it's just like you have to sit there and analyze like the decision making, the actions, but you're kind of just like, yeah, I need to figure out how to fix that. Like, here's the issue. Here's what you could have, should have done. You need to like entrench that in your in how you execute, basically. So, okay, do you think League would ever get to the point of Counter Strike where there's an in game coach? Mm, if TSM paid the league enough <laughs> to like get a third coach basically on and the stage how much do you think i think i personally I thought think that was, i thought that should have been a thing like season two yeah like when i first started playing it the only thing i knew i could do at the time is that i could have been a really good top down like player per se mm. like in terms of i thought it would have been a really good thing to have a coach in play for the whole match mm. to help with overall strategy yeah um so like i'll say yes when I think back to my mindset about the game way early on, mm. like way early on when like, you know, I could still kick my ass. Like me right now could kick myself then's ass really hard. Mm. Um, just because like I had no concept about what I was getting into mm. and I need, and the huge learning curve of this game too. It's like, stupid. You spend the first three months being horrible and then you get eventually decent. to the point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's, like, it's one of those where it's like, I don't want to be a one trick. Be a one trick. Be a one trick. Be a one trick just long enough to under, like, get that. You know, there's that event horizon that you break. It was like, oh, I understand so much more about this game now. Like, all the knowledge you've been putting in, then it finally just, like, flattens out and just immerses into the soil that is, like, your brain. And then you're just like, oh, I know how to build now for this character. Or I know how to path a bit better. Or I know how to last hit. I know when to change my role in the team. Yeah, shit like that. You know, you know, it's my first one trick. And in every lane possible, it was Thresh, but primarily top lane. <laughs> top lane, primarily thresh. when top lane Thresh first came out, he had so much damage on so much, so many With of his, his e abilities. And everything. Well, because the 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 build up on the E used to be on his Q, so there was no point to max E first. You would only max Q yeah, first because yeah. you had really high base damage on the Q, and you had your hook on like a lower lower cooldown. Yeah, exactly. So like that's why they had to change it to E. Also, his range used to be something like. I think anywhere from 50 to 75 more. They've nerfed it multiple times. Yeah. So you would just build it up, whack your opponent. They can't do anything to you. And then if they go to try to, like, fight you, you just eat them back, shield yourself. You can ult them as soon as you hit six. Like, I would just kill people and just roam the map. It was so much fun. (laughs) And then you would go full AD so that you could just go and kill people in two hits. Basically. Just crit. I still do that in ARAM. Um, Yeah. Arams, Arams, where you you could be experimenting with builds, just see how they feel. AP Nasus, ADTF, Attack Speed TF. But you have to go with that mindset. I unfortunately have a, like a perpetually win mindset, so I'm always telling everyone to like buy Warmogs. Like everyone buy Warmogs. Yeah, yeah. Arams, such a funny little beast. Um, oh, yeah. But getting back to the, <laughs> sorry, getting back to the coaching topic, um, I would love to see what the landscape of the entire competitive scene like would become if you had in-game coaches. Because if you if you take um, like and all the different dynamics so say you have someone like Huni would it be the case that someone is able to control him and say like hey you're doing great right now but you need to be here or do you think that he would save them off um, or if you look at like an SKT do you think that they would have failed as much if Coma would have been able to stay in game with them like I think it's I think it'd be I think it would increase the competitiveness of the game period like I see it as nothing but like a net positive yeah it's just that like the pushback is just tradition maybe mm. and whatever riot wants the game to be 
because I because I came from soccer, and oh, when really? you're in soccer, like your coach is always there yelling at you, mm. or you'd have a timeout or something. Like there's times throughout the whole game where your coach gets to like bring you back down to earth or something like that, or mm. revamp your strategy, revamp how you adjust and yeah. your mindset. And unfortunately, without NA and EU are running it, um, we just keep having these one-offs because like they did the best of three system. And it wasn't what Riot wanted. And it's... Sad. Well, Riot wants people to be fans of the LCS. Riot wants the LCS to be the NFL. And it's like... Nobody. Yeah. That's not how this works. That's where um, COD's making the smart play and actually is doing tournament style like Smash and CSGO does because that's what the scene has survived off of and done forever. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like Blizzard just is doing the Riot thing. And they're going global too fast. Um, well, it, it just it bothers me with Riot because, like, A, if they're trying to model off of traditional sports, like, as much as they do, like, that is a thing in football in a lot of these games, right? And also, you see such a big issue with so many teams where they don't respect their coaches because the coaches might not even offer that much. Yeah. You haven't even tapped into the ability of someone to be able to show their on-the-spot decision-making yeah. to coach their team. Yeah. And that could be, like... The same coaches that you have now might not even be doing that role. Yeah. But you're literally creating another role that makes these teams better, and you're yeah. not tapping into that. Well, it's all about, like, <laughs> upping the competitiveness of it. Yeah. Um, That's just where, like, it almost makes you wonder, like, what's the point of a fucking coach other than working on draft? Because, like— Draft and analysis, but that's not a coach. That's an analyst. Yeah, right? and that's where, you know, like— no, we, like, we don't really have coaches. We don't. Like, we have people that help with drafts, help with analysis, maybe help with one-on-ones. Yeah. And helping, like, brainstorm out, like, matchups. Yeah. But, like, a coach in traditional sports mindset is there for every step of the game. Mm-hmm. And since we only have one-offs, we don't do best of threes or anything like that. And best of fives are only during, like, playoffs and finals. Yeah. You might get two opportunities of that throughout the year if you're not yeah. on a top team. Yeah. That's what made TSM so dominant. Is that they'd done enough best of fives because they'd been so winning. They'd won so much that any team that got to a best of five just couldn't match them. Yep. Because they. They've played it 12 times. You've done it. This is your second time doing yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. they just, they're not wavered by it. Yep. And that's just where, when that, when that happened, actually, I really thought it was, I really bought into the best of three style at, and it would really help their competitiveness. And then that Same. year we still fell apart. But that, that year, right, really did, like showed that they care more about entertainment than competition. Mm. Yeah, because they like w- like we've both seen like what Zarine has been talking about, and like it makes sense with their actions. Like they keep pushing the best of one because they know it's more random, because they know it's not as standardized, yeah. because they know that there's the just volatility a is there and yeah. upsets are there. And yeah, no, there's been all these discussions about and everything. Yeah, and it's just like fuck off. It's just frustrating because we wanted like I think they they get scared about losing some entertainment to prioritize competition. I think we both think that, Hey, the best competition is entertainment. I kind of, (laughs) what was the viewing on that? Cause I've been watching the smash videos. Like I'm not, what is it? It's a 44 K. So it's not a lot, Mm. but like people are basically like pretty okay. Going into a very low budget broadcast of a one V one best of like five smash game. Like on CRTs, yeah, <laughs> like like old school things. Like yeah. two people are just sitting next to each other. You, it's a, it's obviously a convention center in the background or yeah. a hotel. Like <laughs> yeah. like just chairs in the background with those foamish walls or whatever, and people are just watching these two people play the game. And there's no 
extra entertainment crap. There's none of these. You know what's really sad is that when I start going through the playlist that Epic Skillshop puts out for um watch it, for doing all the VOD review and stuff and just watching like keeping up with mostly an A. Yeah. Um, I also watch Epic Skillshop. It's a good time. Epic Skillshop has got the best VOD library there is. I agree. Like, Not a sponsor, but you know. Oh no, he's just. <laughs> I just appreciate that that man has a full life, master's degree, job, and family, and does this still to perfection. I did not know that. that oh no, I, I looked into it. Did you, you know, he used to have Epic Skillshot Senpai, right? Yeah. Where he did it all for Korea and China yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he went, he figured out and went ham on it. Like he's got he he actually has only like two blemishes on his whole career as mm. being the VOD librarian for a league. Wow. And it's like from like season two, season three. Wow. Like, he's got the kind of odd library where I went I went back and watched Froggen and Crepo roll swap, and Crepo went uh, Anivia mid. Oh, my God. And, and Froggen went Blitzkrieg bot yes. and ran train on some bitches. <sighs> I watched that game live. Dude, I, that broke my <laughs> – I watched that live, I think, too. I watched it in VOD review, but I was like, get the fuck out of here, oh man. Back when Le- – League is still great in a lot of ways, but that was – that just felt like a different time. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's where the tournament... Here's the funny thing, is that the tournament style actually would create more volatility in terms of what the meta is. Mm. Yeah, because there's tournament metas yeah. that develop. Yeah. And, yeah, basically. And I really love that idea because I think that's what I love about Worlds so much is that the game is frozen just long enough that you get the development of just... Other than this, the first impression patch. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where... I think Riot has sold the rest of the uh, video game and competitive video game world on patch cycles. And it's bullshit. This is this is literally what I was like what I was trying to get at before. Uh-huh. They don't let the game sit, ever, and it's and maybe, melee melee was the point you're driving as melee has been the same fucking game yeah for like twenty years and it's it's okay to have it not be that extreme yeah like maybe we there's a good middle ground to have yeah but like maybe it's just indicative of their business model and the fact that they literally have to you know create these skins just because it's microtransactions but like let the game sit for a little bit let a meta develop let let uh, Hungrybox take five years to get really good at Jigglypuff and show everyone that Jigglypuff can be a top tier character and literally change the entire meta of the game. That's incredible. Yeah. When we watch, we're just like, is it going to be Mango with like with his classic characters? Is it going to be Mewtwo King like finally not like get, letting his nerves get to him? Is it going to be Hungrybox like showing up with Jigglypuff again? Like who knows? But none of us are like, oh, it's the same for characters. Like yeah, there's a little bit of frustration in that, but they're using them in different ways. Yeah. Like let that happen. And you know what I think showed is the best example we've had in recent times of watching the League of Legends meta, like just do a full like full loop in a way, mm. was when uh, Misfits took SKT to like game five and semis. Yeah, and that was the year that MF yeah. came out as a support. Oh my Ash MF to counter the Ash. Yes, or the, like that. the 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 be- one of the best best fights of all time, the Rocks SKT. Oh my semis, god. Yeah. That was incredible. That Oriana play and everything top lane of that tri brush, just everything falls apart like right mm-hmm. there. But like that was in my mind the best example of if you let a patch sit, it has like three more iterations to go through. Yes. Of yeah. just like what's the counter to like the defined meta. Because like, okay, so I have to go somewhere else. Is that so in Overwatch? Okay. Have you ever played anything of it? Very little. Okay. So were you there? You were there back when you just picked whatever character you want, and off you went. Like you yeah. had five DPS and like one healer. Yeah. So what ended up happening is that um, this um, contenders team, like tier two, tier three, tier one being Overwatch League itself. Okay. Um. So it goes down from there. Tier two would be like Academy. 
Okay. Okay, and tier three is like open, like people are just going around fighting each other. <laughs> um, and then you have like you know the actual like competitive ladder, SR and shit. Um, so this team goats decided and came out like right after the character Bri- uh, Brigitte came out. Mm. Um, they came up with the three tanks and three supports meta, mm. and because uh, Overwatch League is only single objective, they would go to the objective. And with three healers and three tanks, with all that thickness, all that healing, and all of that um, peel ability, um, they basically would just stand there and be like, come fight us. Hmm. And no combination of DPS in the second scene could do anything about it. Hmm. And it came into the pro scene of Overwatch League at the end of Season 1. And... um, basically dominated three-fourths of the season wow for season two until over until blizzard implemented roll lock wow because the teams wanted it because there were two top teams in the whole league that had goats better than anyone huh but all you're watching is just six characters just mash at each other <laughs> until one person dropped and then it's a cascade effect mm. like it was so ridiculous hmm. and it was really boring to watch and it was like the biggest blemish on the overwatch competitive scene and in the game and everyone had been saying do roll lock forever but here's the thing is that uh stage stage one vancouver wins stage two san francisco gets revenge Mm. for on vancouver stage three shanghai breaks goats because they were the first ones to start running Sombra goats and Sombra is like a silencer she does the hacking and stuff okay so she can like you know throw this translocator in the air instantly teleport there and then she has an aoe silence okay basically in league terms it's the emp because it's hacked in this world Hmm. so she just you know can just get rid of all of their stuff and either you have to write have the right play to counter it or massively punish everyone being silenced and not being able to use their shields or their abilities okay so shanghai did that but they ended up finding like the ultimate beat for it is that they use a new tank character wrecking ball as the solo tank because he's just a ball that just you know latches on and just flings himself everywhere just causing chaos Mm. and then they'd have their dps on like pharah with a mercy or whatnot just raining hellfire down with their other healer bridges just constantly pocketing throwing these armor packs and they beat uh, San Francisco Stage 3 hmm. after GOATS had been in play for, like, nine months. Wow. Nine months in, Shanghai breaks them and, basically, and beats GOATS. Dang. And, which is a great story for Shanghai because they went winless first season. First four, four stages, zero wins first season. Wow. Yeah. So you got to see GOATS evolve from the standard 3-3 comp like the ver- the first iteration of goats had um, Reinhardt, Diva, and Zarya. Okay. Okay. With uh, Lucio, Moira, and Bridget. Bridget. Okay. okay? Um, that changed to where because Moira is just a heal bot. That changed over to Zen. So there's like a little bit lower healing, but Zen has huge damage output mm. and the Discord, which adds like think of think of if you could mark someone in league and they take forty percent more damage by all of your teammates. Well. That's that's literally Zen's Discord. Wow. Um, and so they pull that in, um, because his because he also has a, he has the uh the glowy boy ultimate which can out heal, um, anything in the game mm. that's not like burst damage, 
So it goes to that. And then towards like that stage three area or whatnot, it starts turning into somber goats where they exchange like I think the diva or one of the supports or whatnot. I'd say probably the diva for Sombra for the hacking to mm. like hack Reinhardt. So now he doesn't have a shield. So now your Reinhardt gets a free like AOE stun to everyone that's on the ground. So like the, it, it kept evolving in like these small ways until finally Shanghai is like, fuck, fuck goats. We're just going to like bring out a wrecking ball for one tank, have like two, three DPS and like two, three healers. And they beat him on this pretty highly coordinated Chaos run around, pocket the Pharah, sending rockets down from way up in the air. Hmm. Can't be killed by the one flying character you have in D.Va. Wow. So, like, that was that was something you could see. And the thing is that there were they went through regular patches to try to fix this. They lowered damage. They raised damage. They turned Reaper to this lifesteal monster. Hmm. But whose play style for that character is so basic, it's just rapidly countered because there's so much peel that like the three tanks have and then the healing output from the other characters. Like so yeah, that's what you got to see, and then Bloods is like, We can't fix this. Rollock. It's literally what they did. Dang. They literally did that. And now it's funny because some of the casters and personalities like, I kinda miss goats. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because you got to actually watch a distinct way of playing the game and got to see these fantastic narratives and clearly the best team winning by the end of the thing yeah and so now we're in there where they've now introduced other tanks and now it's like a different version of ghost because it's two 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 but it was two tanks with massive heals or massive shields with huge peel um two very self-sustaining dps and like huge lifesteal or they could just like create their own zanyas and heal themselves in their zanyas Hmm. or and then um and then two, what was the two supports? It was like Moira who puts out like massive fucking heals, and um, and like Lucio for just moving fast sure. and like barriers and shit. I've always thought Lucio looked really cool, then, so that makes me happy. Huh? I, I've always thought Lucio looks really cool, so that makes me happy okay, that yeah, he's involved. Yeah, no, no. Lucio has been like meta forever, just because the speed boost is so valuable and yeah. and an FPS. Huh? Even though like a lot of people hate it because his healing is really low, hmm. but technically because it's an aura. It's like Sona, but like just perpetual. Okay. So it's so like, I think the math works out that like Mercy, who does a single target, is like seventy health per second right now, and but Lucio does like twelve per person or something like that. Okay. Basically, I think I did the math that like if you did it by five, he beats Mercy in terms of healing and stats. It's just that it's distributed across five other people, so like he can beat the healing game because he can run it forever hmm. it just keeps the song on forever and then like boost way high to like do even more healing but it's not good for lower lower level players who are prone to mistakes hmm. and who think that but the best way to fix their problem is to get more healing it's like how about you like make less mistakes don't stand in the middle of the goddamn lane to get lit the fuck up yeah but yeah so that's like the be- that those are the two best examples i've seen of a of with league of legends worlds with when mf when the MF Ash combo came into yep. play or whatnot, the MF Rush, the Executioner's Calling, whatever support item it was, yeah, just yeah. to burn through yeah. Zyra like a like the like a weed, mm-hmm. and then the goats meta from from Overwatch League, yeah. where like they were they're literally they're stuck by tournament tournament, or they're stuck because like literally they have to break the game to fix it. Mm. So 
Yeah. I it's really like really fascinating to see it. As my, as boring as like goats was per se. But like it's you Seeing got to see this beautiful moment because goats existed. Yeah. Well, didn't even like the ardent sensor tur- uh, worlds, like, wasn't there a development to that? Like, ardent sensors started falling away out of favor by the end of the yeah, tournament? Yeah, I think Riot has these random items sometimes. They just really want to make work. And ardent sensor and had to ex- blow, And then they make them stats yeah. just broken. Same and... with, like, Rageblade. Because you remember, like, what, 2016 when, like, you would play a game of League and all three lanes would have Rageblade. No, they did it with Black Cleaver when they reworked Black Cleaver. Yeah. And, like, literally, I think there was a game where, like, even Sona, like near the end of the game, went back and got five black cleavers because <laughs> because the armor shredding like stacked yeah. per cleaver wasn't a unique passive. Well, do you remember? The, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I have nothing. Go. But just like with Razorblade, do you remember when it stacked to the point where it created like AOE damage? Oh, I think so. And it was only like it, the item only cost like twenty four hundred, and it yeah. was a pretty simple recipe. Like if you were Nocturne, if you were Ezreal, if you were any Jax, like, anyone, yeah, anyone, it, it was, was stupid. Ran train. Um, but yeah, uh, it might have been out of the game at the time. Yeah, I just I just remember being against I was a Quinn against the top lane Vayne, and the moment they got Rage Blade, it was all yeah, over. Yeah, everyone, literally like, every lane would build over. it. Yeah, um, but um, to your point of what you were saying about seeing this develop, seeing like stabilize meta, letting yeah. the patch me- stabilize and just hang out. Because if you're constantly changing it yourself, the same issues will continue to happen. Well, I think that's just where it's very depressing to want to see people like Bjergsen really fly or even see assassins come back when the game is so unstable. It's like we're on two-week patch cycles. What are any teams going to do with this? This champion that you just spent the past two weeks working on in a month from now, maybe even less, yeah. like it might just not exist anymore. Yeah. And that time is wasted. Is, like I think I think assassins and fun characters could come back into the game yeah. if it was stable long enough for people to figure out exactly what they needed to do to make it work. But yeah. when they don't, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to be a tank. Hey, that That's a great point because season three... The whole reason SKT and certain teams started to take it off, take off, is they figured out, oh, assassins are really good. You just have to be really good at them. Yeah. And Riot looked at that and said, okay, we're getting rid of assassins. Why? Because these players are too good, and if we let them dictate how the game goes, no one's going to have any fun. And instead of letting other people get good at assassins to counteract them, or letting a team develop a strategy to say, hey, do you ever feel like Riot tries to patch like certain regions? into competitive viability. Yes, yes. Like, I wonder which ones. <laughs> it's such a goddamn tragedy. It's like Riot is the parent that sees their kid fall on the ground and says, I'm going to sue this store because of God the, the start. <laughs> like, They're the fucking Kathy of video games right, right now. Rather man. than just letting them be like, hey, okay, you fell. How are you going to figure it out? Yeah, just, oh my God. It's so annoying. And it holds it holds us back. NA is a spoiled brat. That's they are. Getting, that's not getting the job they want at a fucking basic retail company because <laughs> their mom came to their interview. Yeah. It's like we can't take you seriously, bud. Yeah. It's you know sad. What, you know what I actually recognized? Um, I think even during the play-ins of this last year, I think I think NA is like two years away from becoming a minor region. Like, we're just going to trade places with Vietnam. Mm-hmm. We are two years away from if we Vietnam. Don't, if we don't write the course, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and there's, it's where you kind of want to look at right, look at right and just be like, how are you going to fix this one, fucker? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how are you going to flip the entire competitive viability, and not to mention population gap, of North America against, you know, Vietnam, who is like still like batshit crazy in terms of how they play the game? Yeah, or even Taiwan. Or even Taiwan. Yeah. Like, well, Taiwan's an LPL now. They've been there. Like, LPL's gone. 
Taiwan is now being made a part of two different LPLs. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. On the other side, though, Japan is like a giant fucking joke. Yeah. Detonation, Detonation Focus Me is like the only team there. But um, you cannot argue that, to be honest, to me, it's the big three and then everything else. I don't consider NA. You cannot legitimately consider NA the same as like Europe, as Korea, as China. That's nope. that's uh, nope. intellectually dishonest. Okay, then let's ask <laughs> let's ask a very clear question then that I actually don't know if we've talked about before even off podcast. Hmm. Should Bjorkson have left? Oh, um, I think I wanted him to leave TSM because I thought the TSM org oh. was dead in the water. Okay, left TSM because I thought you were saying yeah. should, should he have left Bjorkson, Europe ever? No, no, no. I think that's way too far. Like yeah. You could, but like, it's just so muddled. Because the answer to that, the first leaving, I thought, I think it's actually, yes. I actually think it made him grow as a person and as a player. Yeah. Um, should he have left now? Dude. Yeah. Dude, it was done. Like, yeah. Like, TSM's reputation is having to get a whole rework. Yeah. They just, they just need, sometimes you just gotta clear the slate and try again. Like,. weird but um pisco pisco was it reservado i like the uh stonehenge head sort of a bottle there right but um he has a face he does it's a stone face um no so you just gotta i think i wanted bjergsen to leave i wanted wanted bjergsen to leave for like the sake of the last parts of his career yeah because right now either he's going to play um insurance policy tsm yeah for the rest of his career or he's gonna go somewhere and make a proper attempt at going to worlds like how he should like i'm sorry the fact that bjergsen to me is like the fact that you have not been to a world's finals is a goddamn crime like in a in a, even in a shallow way it's like he should have been a part of like the world's video this year but tsm just shit the bed in the summer yep yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't a part you, of Rise. Like, like, he wasn't a part of. Yeah, I think someone. I think someone on Facebook check pointed it out. But like, do you really think like because it's like there's four major regions and only three of them had people in the music video? And I love that point out. I was like, oh my god, Bjergsen yep. literally has footage for this music video that they couldn't bring in because he didn't fucking make it because DSM shit the bed because of fucking Grig. Yep. So it wasn't relevant. It's um. So, uh, we were talking earlier about, uh, relationships, certain personalities yeah. in like teams and stuff like let me, that. Let me do it real quick. Make sure I don't have sniffles. Oh, sniffling. 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 We're sniffling around. <laughs> um, no, we're good. Um, from our space. Uh, we're on, okay, so we're on brandy next. Okay, I'm okay with this. These are such nice bottles. Have you ever had like good brandy before? No, I really haven't. So uh, cheap. I've had really trashy brandy. So this is good brandy. Okay, uh, mostly because I had like a um, I don't want to soil it with other random shit. Because <laughs> nice. like these are like experiment bottles. Sure. And we have yet to like we don't. The reason my liquor cabinet looks good is because I never touch it. That's good. But brandy is a effectively a wine it's this wine that's been i believe fermented or refined a little bit more okay but good brandy will warm you 
Hmm. Like on contact, basically. Hmm. I'm on, I'm taking half of this, right? Or you can take whatever you want of that. I, really? This is the rest of this bottle is mine, so you can take like whatever you fucking I'm probably want. Probably gonna out take of the that. whole thing then. And go for it. It is meant to be sipped in neat, hmm. but you'll feel that warm yourself as it goes down. Hmm. It was smooth going down. I don't know if I feel the warmth yet. I could be updated. Right, I just feel smooth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Body chemistries. Yeah. Who knows? But no. um, I feel it warming my chest right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was nice though. Um. Oh. Okay. So are the family and personalities and relationships and stuff yes, like yes, that. Yes. Okay. So. There is something to be said about someone coming in trying to maintain their own authority and autonomy yeah. versus their mid laner and that mid laner being a partial owner of the team. Well, okay, like so <laughs> the points that have been countered on that by like Loco and Degon okay. and Dominate is that he probably has such an infinitesimally small amount of equity, it doesn't fucking matter. And it's not like Cloud Nine wasn't also doing the same fucking thing of just mm. giving equity to or like having equity as a part of the contract okay well then like that's totally fair let me let me reframe then i don't think players should have equity no same and i understand that viewpoint totally yeah if it's a significant amount of equity yeah because it's kind of like hey my teammate's my boss from like an from a business standpoint so like i totally understand all those points yeah and i agree it's just that if the equity amount is like, you know, the equivalent of I going buying like $100 worth of Coke stock this afternoon. Yeah. You can't take me seriously. You don't have enough like voting rights to even affect the board to like get me fired. That's you true. have to have like massive favors. And I just think that Bjergsen has been, has felt satisfied by what, by, by what Reginald has done to keep him there that he's just not letting himself go somewhere that would really get him success. Yep. It would really get him like his next generation of success. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Um, I think there is, it's, Bjergsen seems like a loyal person. Well, yeah. And he seems really that's dedicated. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. That's great. It's loyal to the TSM brand. And I think TSM brand needs like an update. Yeah. In a way. Um, What's funny is that I think that's really how Double F felt about CLG. And probably that's blah. the biggest joke that ever happened in a where he's like my family would really come together and stop finding we finally got a championship bye that was so i i wanted to get back to afro at some point we could talk about it now if you want that I, the 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 death of rush hour okay i think afro uh, i think afro i think afro is so well spoken and so mature in how he approaches things yeah that he ends up becoming such a respected leadership figure mm. that the GM equivalent will take his word for gold and let him shape like let him make the decisions. Yeah. Which is where I'm very interested to see the power dynamic between no no Papa Smithy now. I'm yeah. very interested to see what happens with Dignitas because I I thought I wanted to see how Papa Smithy and Hunter and Aphromoo would actually interact. Yeah, it's very interesting that he's now not on the team, even though yeah. Papa's there. Well, I think there was a flip on that one. I yeah. think they'd had they'd had Aphromoo for like two years now. Like Aphromoo's been there since the beginning with Hundred Thieves. It also would have been interesting to see Zix with Aphromoo again. I'm really sad about Zix 
because he's been one of my favorite coaches outside of like maybe cop because i i remember cop was like finally starting to peak as an adc and then he goes coach yeah back in the day i think he turned out to be a better coach (laughs) yeah oh yeah well he's just he i think it was between like him and frog i know frog and watches a lot of odds on their Mm. own but cop does a lot of watching too like he's just got a really good mind for it someday i want us to talk about how what team could channel frog in into great success again because that guy has such a love for the game let thorin just build the team oh my you know he would Oh yeah. Apparently Thor right. back in the day was like um uh like someone was trying to get him to be a coach of a team. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I remember him mentioning that or something like that. Like just like just let him and Monty just create a team oh and just God. watch watch this bunch of plebeians just Monty create a team? What? Right. Would love that. Did you Oh, sad story. Did you see what happened with um Emilia? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to believe it. I I want to call it bullshit, but I'm also just like what she was like 24 yeah she was young that's so rough yeah like that's but like if you looked at all of her december tweets because i went back and looked because i was just like flying through twitter the other day i was yeah. like yeah she's on the way down it was kind of it's one of those like hindsight makes it 2020 in terms of just like what happened but you kind of looked at it and she's just depressed all december on her tweets and it's like and i did i kept trying to sort of try to find like whenever she was streaming or something like that but Although, so here's like a statement to make, or at least something that's something some of analysis is that I, outside of like uh, Gregory, who's in the Overwatch League playing, um, who played for the Shanghai Dragons, mm. um, which wasn't all a Chinese team, mm. um, I have the impression based on like even um, uh, what's his face, Demore, the guy from Google, who ran his own sort of personal analysis on the actual um, like sort of biological differences between men and women mm. and that it kind of always comes down to a interest that could probably be defined by like our genetics our um our biology mm. as men versus women per se mm. and i kind of get the impression with romilia and i don't know much about like you know romilia or gregory but i do know that we do know that um romilia was a transitioning or a trans or a very botched uh transitioner transitionary um was it i guess it's transsexual woman if I'm, i could be way off on that one yeah um and so like the it, physical surgery didn't go well well yeah like something like that I, I, like it's one of those well she actually got a bunch of promises was from, from someone that was outside of or inside of the renegades org huh. of like play this and i'll pay for this or whatever huh. and then she goes like to thailand or some shit and this is all like hearsay so it's not like you know granted sure. gospel but i'm kind of like running down what i think i read somewhere um about her story about the tragedy of like her story around that time is that she was a transgendered woman i believe who wanted to get reassignment surgery mm-hmm. but couldn't afford like the american price per se so she had there was someone maybe it was the guy that tried to fuck over monty in terms of like the team ownership Oh, Chris Badawi. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's him. It could have been someone else entirely. Like, a, I don't know. I I cannot recall anything accurately enough. Mm. Basically, they promise her, you play this, you went or whatever. We'll go to Thailand or we'll get the surgery for you. And they go to they go to Thailand or where somewhere in the east, and she just has a shit botched surgery. Like, come back and doctors like in the states like can't fix that kind of shit. Like, Damn. just fucked up her, you know, external internal organs or whatnot. So just like she. And so that happens. I don't think she plays anymore no. after that. Yeah. She tries to come back to streaming and whatnot, but 
And she did like play like and she was like on the draft or whatnot for Twitch Rivals or something like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 like a month or two, like a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with Tyler and uh, and Loco playing and everything like that. Yeah. So like she's there, but I don't know. It's fine. Like her post from her boyfriend is like she's unfortunately passed, and I'm just like, from what? Just like you can't just a 24 year old doesn't all of a sudden up and die. Like this has got to be some standard, unfortunately standard like transition trans i keep wanting to say transvestite um transgender um person just you know being made such an anomaly in society that they just can't live it can't go on living that's uh, like what i would guess yeah but i was really sad about that because i was like it was like you can muddle it around as much as you want her being like transsexual and everything, but it's like it is like the first woman that played in LCS. And, yeah, like, had a really good fucking time yeah. just with those thresh plays and shit. Just some mad wife shit. Like I was hyped on that shit. Yeah, like Monty's getting this. Crumbs is back or Crumbs is back in. He's never been god tier, but Alex um, Itch was the mid laner of that fucking team. I was like it's some retro shit. Yeah. It's like it's, a, it's the Delta Fox that actually happened. Yeah. And and then you have like Romelia. I was like, who's oh, some girl? And I was like, oh, well, kind of cute transvestite. Oh, okay, I feel a little weird about myself, but I'll deal with that later. Yeah. And then she's like running these mad hooks and saves with the lanterns and shit. It's just like mad wife on deck. Let's go. And then she has to pull out. It's like, yeah. I, it was a whole. That was a dark time that was a dark time for riot and league and na and stuff was just yeah. what happened with and they try to pretend like it doesn't exist well blizzard does that yeah before um the overwatch league there was apex legends on korea there was like several seasons really of yeah an american team beat a korean team in the finals wow yeah the Holy team that shit. became a uh, season one dallas fuel huh yeah Wow. It was a Western American team beat the Koreans in, like, one of the final seasons of Apex. And they had, like, several seasons of Apex. Wow. And outs- and anything that is, I guess, Blizzard-specific, they can't talk. They just – they you can tell they have been implicitly told that Apex history doesn't exist. And you're kind of sitting there like, but where does all the hype from all these players come from? It comes from their time in Apex Legends, and well, in Ape in the Apex um, series or whatnot, the yeah. the Apex system in Korea, like that's where the Overwatch League competitive scene started, fuckers. Wow. And it's just kind of obvious that there's and and some people have actually challenged us. Like we can't even fucking act like this shit even happened. Like there's not this all this history of Taimu running train and winning against a korean team with roadhog who's just in time who's this hit scam you know, like sniper player mm. and he's got like a legendary roadhog and shit we can't even go over this we can't even like we like can only say that bird ring is a legendary previous player before overwatch league season one mm. but like you have to be referencing apex and his time in apex running like being just shitting on kids mm. so like nope just there's, ignore it there's dumb, <laughs> shit, there's dumb shit like that there's dumb shit like that mm. and so yeah so dang yeah rest in peace Vermilia. yeah although i want to call bullshit i want to call bullshit on that i was like this this is not it's not my business but it's one of those like you can't make a statement like that without like giving a full story and like you can't give a statement like that and be surprised when people want to know more yeah like need a proper breakdown yeah but not entitled, just would appreciate kind of thing, I guess. So, 
This is what, here's something we can jump to. Yeah, actually, I want to watch the video for this, or have you watched the video for this? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Just for just so I don't get flagged. <laughs> I want you to watch this the the end of Listen Loco. Oh gosh, Thorin Loco. Where is it? We'll just claim uh, fair use, you know. Yeah, six six point twenty five. Okay. I don't even know about fair use or shit like that. Yeah. Go ahead, grab that. Oh. We're just going to talk really, have everything really low for a second.
Yeah. Wow. And Thorin put out a tweet. Yeah. Sorry for the six minutes of just watching us watch a video, but <laughs> I wanted to get that rolling. Yeah. No, and that's like, you dumb goober. No. Well, hi, hello. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, how long was how Melanie's long have you like been sitting there? in the Melanie's sitting in the door that's like a little open, so we have some airflow in here, and it's like this, <laughs> looking creepily in. Oh my god. Um. But no, like Thor did put out a tweet. It's like we're still we're we're like they are cool, but they're just not gonna do any more loco listen loco because their personalities clash. Yeah, and it's like yeah, because you do the work and loco doesn't. Like I have never actually looked at one of loco's. I don't like how loco speaks because it's lisp. Like I just it bothers me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've never gotten the impression from face check or listen loco that loco has anything good to add. He coasts on a lot of other people's talents. It seems at least. It like, seems. It, well, that's where there's so many. It's kind of. It shows me um, what Degon has done in terms of his career and, like, the minor sides of casting when he was a part of, like, the Brazilian scene and everything mm. like that, some of the more lower scenes of the minor leagues yeah. of, of, na of National League of Legends, so to speak, or International League of Legends. But it also shows me how deep Dom is when they're both talking about these, like, rookies or these third-world players that none of us have ever heard of. And Loco's like, how the fuck do you guys know about these people? It's like, because we worked. Because we worked this job. Because yeah. Dom is obsessed with the competitive side of this thing. Yeah. The fuck are you doing? Yep. You know, did I tell you why I started watching Face Trek? No. Because I wanted more Zyrene. Yeah. I love Zyrene. I love Zyrene, too. I love Zyrene. I remember his very first cast in, I think it was LCS Academy. It was right after an LCS broadcast. Uh -huh. And I remember he was talking with, I can't remember. Probably was, Riv. Riv does all I the. I think it was Riv. Riv does all the uh, all that stuff. But I remember he sat there and he was just like, he was so excited. He was like, oh, man, I get to just like talk about, talk about video games today. It's like my dream come true. This is going to be exciting. And he just said that on broadcast. He didn't try to be professional. He was just nah. like a kid who got to do his dream job. Yeah. yeah like. Yeah. yeah. No. But he's got like that psychology background and he's got. Yeah, like... he talks about CBT all the time. Oh, yeah. CBT? Uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he, he has his Discord and everything yeah, that yeah. he runs on. But yeah, that's the only reason I found Face Check. And now I'm just pretty happy to hang out with Degon and, and uh, Dominate and wait for them to go the fuck off on Loco. I think you can tell how much Dom is an authentic figure who really knows what he's talking about when he can go on Monty's show. And he clearly knows more than Monty and Thorin. But they respect him for it, and they let him have his voice. Oh yeah, well that's like, what made that's what made summoning insights the nines like yeah. a great fucking show for worlds. Yeah, outside of like, like Dom gives value just through his oh, yeah. authenticity. It's like, kind of sad because did you ever notice, like, I think they gave him a respectful space, but every time I went to Loco, it's like he had to break it down for everyone. Mm. Like mm. every time I went to Loco during like the nines. It's like he had to break down a whole concept for everyone. Mm. And it's like, that can be your shtick for sure to be like the breakdowner for the audience and everything. Yeah. But it's one of those where it's like, you're literally the kid being brought in by the adults. Yeah. Even when Doa was there. When it's like Doa, Monty, 
and Thorin, and yeah. Loco's just in the corner, like leaning yep. away in his armchair. And then, like, they have to refer to him, or they're just R. Yeah. Referring to him to break down certain ideas, concepts, players, or some shit like that. And you're sitting there going, it's a little weird. It's a weird dynamic. Out of place, yeah. It felt like a weird dynamic to have. Because you can have just Thorin and Monty talk shit for nine hours, and... I would watch it. You're pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. you're pretty good. Well, like, look at the difference even between Doa and Loco. There are two people who... Can I say Don't. Doa is a fantastic cinnamon bun and a fantastic person? I love I, Doa so much. But I am unconcerned with his casting. That's totally fine. Like, he's, he, but, but the thing is, Doa knows, knows who he is. Yeah. It doesn't try to be someone else. No. He, like, no. When he used to cast with Monty, there were some people who even saw Monty as being like super condescending to Doa. I don't really think that's what it was. It was more like Monty knew his role. And Doa knew his role, and he was confident enough in, him, in himself to be corrected by Monty and not get pissed off about it because he's like, "That's not my job." Yeah, no, he's never had this job. Like even with Overwatch League, like when they try to have him do analysis, like on the halftime show. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, sure." Like he's just, like, he's just not that guy. But that's that's confidence in knowing what you lack in and, and what you're strong at. And if you listen to enough of the personal shit Loco puts out of his mouth on Face Check, you know he is one of the most unfortunate. Like blatantly insecure individuals in the scene and it's mm-hmm. frankly tragically sad and when someone is in that state they do anything they can to try to basically steal content because they don't believe in their own content yeah. and that's the saddest well, part i don't even want to watch any of his content his content is just like he will even state it and he tries to joke about it and he thinks that joking about it is enough to try Make to obscure the fact or something like that he takes travis's like clips and just repeats what travis says and passes it off as, as content and here's the funny thing like <laughs> i really okay that's we're just gonna go through how we feel from our purse from what we've seen and interact i don't care for travis as an interviewer i think he serves a purpose he serves a good purpose and yeah. he does a good job with production and i'm really happy to see that there's someone doing that job yeah and he's getting the sponsorship and everything and yeah him and um him and um uh, mark yeah um Mark, I love because he's such a cynical, like, butthead <laughs> of a of a of a personality. Yeah. But I'm so glad to have Jat back. Um, because Mark is Mark. The good thing about Mark is that Mark doesn't pretend to be anything he's not. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a cynic. I'm a. I have. He's like, he's a very. He's a vanilla Monty. He's a vanilla Monty. Yeah. He's because he's the closest one. That's he's the closest thing NA has right now to someone that's going like, this is shit. Why are you playing like shit? <laughs> yep. He's the closest fucking thing. Yeah. He's and, just a little bit less crass about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or less creative about it. Yeah, like yeah. I don't think Matt, I don't think Mark has anything that's obviously creative about how he exists. Sure, he's just very. <laughs> well, he, he's that's just, an insulting but true statement. Well, yeah, it's like it's like if I have the one I want. It's like if you have creative things, it's not apparent in your broadcast and in what you do as a personality. Sure, it's not, and I don't, and I think that's a fair thing to say. I'm not here to like, you know, I'm gonna shit on people to try to give my honest opinion of my impression of them. Yeah. Um, that's but true. like list, but like I loved. I think my favorite thing I've actually listened to lately was when uh, Thor did that long interview with Papa Smithy. Mm, I know I didn't get around oh, to watching so it. It's so good. It's yeah. two parts. Like, Oof. and I was waiting for that second part. Like, there's few things I was been waiting on, but I got to go through the first part of Papa Smithy's interview with Thor, and I was like, this is good shit. Mm. And then he turned to a second part, like it's like you know two one hour clips or some two one and a half hour clips. Like it's a good long listen. Dang. And, um. Like I was just really – and so listening to Papa talk about his relationship with Monty and what Monty did, I'm just like, Monty's my kind of guy actually. Monty is gangster. He does it exactly right. He's like, I find the people that I resonate with who prove themselves to me 
and I will I will attach wings to them and send them off with jet fuel. Like he's that guy. That's beautiful. And I'm just and that's my own like made up metaphor right now. But that's literally like Monty's game because like he had Chris living with him, hmm. like promoting him, voicing him, recommending him, setting him up, all that shit for Papa to get somewhere. And now Papa's like the daddy of like the caster scene yeah. just from his age and personality type. In a world where Papa like gets to be daddy. Like where Papa was the veteran caster when like we were there well, when got, we saw he, him get introduced as well, like the, the big newbie thing. caster. Here's like, the big here's the big game breaking thing in terms of the industry, especially with Riot. He is the only contracted caster to cast a world finals. Everyone else that's ever casted a world finals is a Riot employee. Huh. He is the only one. And there's a whole narrative wow. that they fully dive into on that. Wow. But yeah. So like I think Monty is I think if Monty and I like ever got to meet We'd either be very uninterested with each other or we would get along swimmingly or we would like just kind of like be too similar and just like bounce away from each other. Sure. But like it's very apparent he's the type of like, no, I grew my sh- I grew my herd. I keep it like nice, neat and tight with like quality people that are, you know, honest, straightforward, hardworking and going somewhere. Because um, anything else is just like a waste of my time. I'm just not here to waste my time. That's that's the point I'm starting to get to in my life, and it's it's a good point to get to. It's 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 a good point. I gotta keep pushing though because sometimes I, I let the niceness get in my way. Do you want to taste the the uh, scotch or the sweet Christmas flavored cider? Um, you know, I think if we let December pass without trying the, the Christmas cider, then that'll just be a mistake. Yeah. So, gotta try the Christmas cider. Have I gone through two bottles? I think I have. Um. But no, like the the classic saying of like you are the five people you hang around. Yeah. Like that's starting to become so much more and more true in that uh the personal decision we discussed that was a big factor in it. Mm-hmm. Certain personality traits. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not drinking this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You may drink the whole thing though. I guess I'll drink the whole thing. Yeah, I was like, do you <laughs> it's like actually it? really good? Yeah. I told you. I was, Yo. You could see why like this has been one of the. This is a bottle, the Winter Jack. Let me see. I literally. It only comes around during the Christmas time, but I've literally wanted to buy like a case of twenty of those and just Christmas gift them off to people that I've had tried and loved it. Why did you not do this for me? <laughs> <laughs> because I am also broke. Yeah, there we go. Oh but my yeah, gosh. it's only twenty dollars a bottle for twenty dollars for that bottle. That's beautiful. But yeah, hmm. I think I got. Yeah, I think no wait. You could probably check liquor stores. I think last year I got the last two bottles or something like that in the store. Maybe like Total Wine or something. What? I got the la- last year? Or I got the last two bottles two years ago? Thank you, babe. Years do pass, don't they? Huh? Years do pass. They do. At this point. And they're going faster and faster. Uh, We're 28. We're approaching I'm 30s. Turning 28 this year. Oh. Yeah, I think you're, you're maybe a year ahead of I me. Maybe. I graduated 2010. Yeah, same. Yeah. But I was the younger age. Oh, okay. Like I graduate. I... Yeah, because okay, that's what I hate. Yeah. The world is defined by January to December. Yeah. But school is defined by August to May. Yep. So like you spent eighteen years of your life defining how you organize. Because everyone be like, oh, I remember summer of twenty twelve. Like I remember the summer between eighth grade and seventh grade. Yeah. Do you want to like you know clarify that a bit for me? <laughs> like 
Yeah. And well, then you're suddenly thrown into a world in which it's reverted back to January to December, yeah, and then you have to reestablish your identity. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's really stupid. I feel like we, like, yes, we need to do better, like, as a generation in a lot of things, but we also don't set ourselves up very well. Like, people, when I'm, you're 18, you're fucked, man. <sighs> you you have no skills to do anything I'm to be an adult. Like, like, so in the... In the no emotion, no attachment to any children at this point, mm. I've discussed with Melanie about like I kind of want to have the the emancipation or um, the child emancipation or whatnot papers, whatever the, I can't remember the technical name. Yeah, yeah I want I those. That... I want those papers signed and ready for when the kids get like sixteen and they're like throwing attitude, like sign, take it to the court. Wow, interesting. Because like I don't think high school actually serves any purpose. Or I kind of, I at least want to run down that line of thought properly, but I'm like, what happens if you don't have high school and you just go straight into either something that is trade related, academia related, or just work? Because like, there's 10% of the population based on IQ that can't even be accepted by the military hmm. because their IQ is actually so low that there is nothing the military can effectively train them to do. Hmm. Hmm. I'm thinking to any sort of purpose of high school because it, oh, it might, think, well, it might I think, well i think that we've gotten rid of all the trade training in high school yeah. and stuff like that so now it's all well, like, focused on a college route and we yeah. both know college is bullshit it's bullshit if you're not specifically going for a route that requires that degree STEM, so stem is the only reason you go stem lawyer doctor accounting stem lawyer doctor um accounting like if you are going for something that requires a degree do it sure yeah but, but like I have But if you're that, not, it's literally just a waste of time. Like, I've six, I've actually successfully talked a kid out of going to full sale. Thank you did you did a good thing. I know I did a good thing. No, I know okay. I did a good thing. My, uh, one of my very best friends. Uh, uh -huh. he was on he talked that morning for the world finals. Yeah. Uh, his, his name is Nick. He yeah. is an SAT tutor. I'm get you, Nick. <laughs> he is an SAT tutor by trade. That is what he does. He got a perfect sixteen hundred back when it was that when he took it uh -huh. and he figured out, Oh, I can teach people this. Yeah. That's what he does for a living. He lives in Colorado being a tutor. Um and he's had students where he's sitting there and he knows that they'd be interested in going to a trade school, something like that. And they're just stressing over this SAT. And he's told me, like, I want to tell them, just be a welder and you're going to make six figures in three years. Yeah. Don't do this. This is a waste of time. But it's also my job. And that's fucked, man. Yeah. That's the that's scene where, we live in. That's why I do pest control. Yeah. Like it's So it's really hilarious. So my cousin ha is down with her kids. Hmm. Um. And the second oldest, uh, she is like in eighth grade. Mm. Okay. And she's a good thinker. Mm. So I think once she's not like a teenage bitch, we'll be like swimmingly. Um, and we're swimmingly right now because she's like, she's in eighth grade. Um, but she's like, last night when I was hanging out with them, she was trying to play like, what do you do with your life? What have you been doing? You're how old? What did you actually get your degree? Do you actually have a diploma? And I'm just sitting there going like, oh, your value system is so fucked up. I don't know what you're playing out. Because, like, I was – I and there's no way they're going to be able to grasp this until they get into the real world. It's like, mm -hmm. let me break down what my job is. I do pest control, which means I go around for right now as a starter, like, first, you know, four months in the game. I'm literally going to people's houses or apartments, and I'm checking for pieces of wood in the stations around their house. I wake up at 5 a.m. I'm at work by 6.30. I'm done with work by 2. And I can go to bed probably about 10 o'clock at the latest and still mm -hmm. get about five, eight, seven hours of sleep. So I'm like, you know, at least taking care of that. And I make like currently just like salary, I make like 1800 a month net. 
That's so, much more than I do. <laughs> so like, I can be, I know that I could compare that to anyone that's working at the attractions, that's working mm-hmm. retail, mm-hmm. that's working any other kind of fucking job, and it's like, yeah, that's Kush. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm aware. And you have a you have a set schedule. Like... Set schedule effectively Monday through Friday, so I get weekends with you know the the girlfriend who has you know a corporate gig, who is also like on who's on hourly, but. It's doing payroll, so like when the holidays kick in, she's like try. She's fighting not to have an eighty-hour work week, mm. you know, shit like that. Yeah, and I'm just like, like, you're more than welcome to be a teenager trying to judge an adult's decisions, but I'll let you spend five, six years out in the real world and then talk about like, so. I know you can tolerate bugs because you live in the middle of fucking North Carolina and some redneck shit. So, uh, you wanna, you wanna learn how to deal with pests because it's probably a better deal <laughs> what you were doing right then in that discussion with her was pest control i wanted to but there's like three <laughs> other kids and no, we're like at a dinner table but like it's like no you want to have that talk you want to have that talk let's go well she's being taught that these are the benchmarks of what make you a person and they're well, not i think she's being taught them by school and everyone's but, expectations but everything, i know i know her mom well enough to think that her mom is not trying to say you need to go to college it's like no you need to like you know, be successful, whatever the fuck that is, yeah. you know? If, like, it's, we don't have, like, success is uh, much more individually based, like, person to person than we try to make it seem. Yeah. You know? Like, a bartender who is 35 years old and makes enough money to pursue all of their hobbies while paying all their bills and maintain relationships and friends around them yep. can be the happiest person you've ever seen, and that is their personal success. That's it. They're successful. Yep. Maybe they're not an ambitious person. They're happy doing this. Okay. And yet that's looked down upon compared to someone who has $60,000 in debt, maybe went to like, went to law school, failed out, or went to med school, but like isn't making it as a doctor or something like that. They hate their life. They have all sorts of mental problems. They have horrible relationships with all the people around them. They are stressed constantly and irritable, and they're not good to any, to their romantic partners or their friends or whatever. That person is not successful. No, they're not. Like... And so, I think every, I think a lot of parents could also speak to it, and some people that might have the perspective understand that, like, if I don't have time for family after my job, what the fuck am I doing? Like, like it's there's already a very clear lack of time spent with your children on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like. You need to figure out how to fix that. Yeah. And, like, whatever family might mean to someone. Because for some people, it might just be their friends. But it's like, okay, you need to have people. We all need people. Like, we, we, we cannot live alone. That's just not how it works. Yeah. Not for – even if it's two people, that's still people. Yeah. And if you don't have time for that, you're what the fuck are you living for? Yeah. Like so That's just – I mean, there's there's a lot of good things showing up to where, like, it's nice to see that, like, Microsoft tried out the four-day work weekends. Like, oh, production went up 40% or something like that. I'm like – if that's true in like real terms, that's great. Mm. But there's a lot of things to be said for like the four day work week and recognizing that the more time you give people to live their lives, the better. Cause like right now, I think everyone's sentiment on just the weekend is that Saturday is your time to recover and Sunday is your time to try to do something productive. Yeah. But you're mostly spending half of Sunday depressed that you're going to work tomorrow. Mm hmm. It's uh, the Gary Vandercheck's, uh speech where he's like, "Yeah, if you're waiting for the weekend, you're not doing it right. Yeah, basically. Like, yeah, that's 
what I spend like most of my evenings. I recognized, I think, at one point that I hadn't played Overwatch in a month because I'd been going through editing shit for consistently or something like that. Oh, it's no, like, you're enjoying your time. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, proper. That's exactly what we're looking for here. Exactly. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, bless. I need to come up with more T-shirts to, like, spite people with. <laughs> you're welcome for your T-shirt idea. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally waiting. I'm not going to lie. I'm literally waiting for Double Lift himself or Riot or Team Liquid to contact me. Like, please cease and desist this shirt. You got to put it on Reddit. You got to get that to the to, front page. I know. I haven't. <laughs> I, I know that. I've known that before you said it. But I was like, do I want to engage the mob? Like, that's literally my, that's the question of thought. Double Lift would probably, if it got popular enough, I feel like Double Lift. I think Double Lift's got a good thing. Like, yeah. if you directly uh, contacted me and we were able to have, like, at least, like, a Discord chat for a second, it's like, no, nah, dude. Like, I, I respect what you've done. But I'm literally shitting on a friend who's a huge fan of you historically. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you've done like more than anyone else. So like, no. we're fair. I'm just here to. Sh- I'm just here to have fun being a shitlord. I'm honestly. I think Doublelift would wear that shirt on his oh, stream. Oh, I would. Oh. <laughs> like, oh my god. I think that. Okay, I'm gonna share that right now. Then. I think like, that he would be funny. Like, uh, or uh, rather, he would be funny. I think that he would find it funny. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe he's a giant brat. We're gonna find like, out. Who we're knows? Find out. Who knows? Where's the post? Where? Do, there it is. There it is. God. The, what a time i need all right there's the link me copy link we're going to reddit kids it's about (laughs) to go down (laughs) do it all right so just the league of legends subreddit or league of legends esports um i mean oh yeah isn't the league subreddit really tight with shit like that but you want to get it there that's the bigger one the regular league of legends one yeah Uh, they might take it down but you can try it on both it might be up long enough yeah. Um, let's just. You, you uh, can take it see this, Let's see if this isn't gonna take too long. Because <laughs> like sometimes it's like you need to have this and everything involved to like put out your post. Hmm. So, I made a shirt to piss off a friend. <laughs> I uh, I flaked on Aaron and uh, friend who flaked on our date. <laughs> I'm so uh, sorry. Sorry, I stood you up, buddy. F L A C K E D. Uh, isn't it F L A K? Otherwise, it would be flaked. Yeah, flaked. That looks right. Yeah, yeah, Frosted yeah. flakes. Frosted flakes. Yeah. More than good. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One at a time. Oh, is there a Christmas site? Oh, wow. Oh, that, uh, look. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Note to self: If I find uh, note to self, if I find two bottles, I'm sending you one so you don't come to my house and steal mine. And I will Venmo you the money for it. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna take some of this. What a time, man. But no, I'm glad. Even with today too, I, like there was, I was also just like laying in bed, and I'm just like, hmm, bed is nice. But I'm like, no, let me actually do this. Like, let me commit to this and like make some time for it. Um, but I, I remember you mentioned like. Oh, I was in bed this morning and thinking about eh, and I'm glad we both actually made this happen. Yeah, same, same. I didn't even look at the rules before I posted. <laughs> the oh. rules are like in the top right. I was like, remember your rule, remember the rules, and I was like, nope, not even looking. <laughs> um, like, uh, let me do um, LOL esports. Yeah, I'll do both. LOL esports. Yeah, it's like almost. I'm not even joined on that subreddit. Really? Yeah. I have to. I had to surprise buy a new phone the other day because my touchscreen stopped working entirely. Um, so I'm. I bought the same type of phone, just a slight upgrade. Um, 
but I'm having to like reinstall apps and stuff like that, which is why I haven't been on Facebook or like Twitter as much lately. Oh yeah, I'm. I made this shirt to piss off a friend <laughs> who flaked on me the other day. <laughs> Thought you all might like it. <laughs> there we go. Lol. Post. Lol. Lol, lol, lol. I'm doing too much. Try again in eight minutes. So I just joined the LOL Esports subreddit. So I might have to just wait a bit before they'll let me spam it. Sure. So, but yeah. What is time? What time is it? Four twenty. <laughs> Boys. You're really enjoying that cider now, aren't you? It's buddy? honestly really nice. Oh, it's fantastic. Like you should, like, uh, uh, are you lactose intolerant or anything? Do you like milk? You know, I haven't been my whole life, and I'm thinking recently I might be, but I don't really care until I officially find out. Right? I think I think actually I have an al- allergy to um, avocado, guacamole. No. I how can you be a millennial? <laughs> how can I be a white millennial in this day and You're age? You're fucked. <laughs> um, every time I have, like, a guacamole set, the back of my throat will, like, I'll feel like I'm. I can't. I like. I'll feel like there's like something in the back of my throat that I, I keep swallowing, but I'm not swallowing. Like my throat gets like a little um swollen mm. or something like that. Yeah. But I still go to Chipotle. Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's... I think I go to Chipotle like once every six months. Yeah. At least. I mean, that's not like super, super. It's not super bad, but yeah. like I, I also have... will like every. I think probably once every six months as well, or like a year, I'll go down to Senior Tequilas down the road from here, mm. and they do like fresh cut, like guacamole. It's mm. like sans onions, mm. but like go ham, and it's just like there. chunks of avocado. None Oof. of that just like blended bullshit. No, 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 son. Chunks of avocado. Like if I knew the Spanish Italian way to say that, it's like maricón, huge avocado. Like yeah. it's delicious shit. Hmm. I'll get that with just, like, salsa and just chips. And I've literally, like, ordered that, come home, sat in my living room on the carpet and ate that shit. Damn. Like, Remember when we used to make, um, didn't we have to make, like, we made pico at Steak and Shake. We, yeah, we made pico. We made we guacamole at one point. We had to make guacamole, or at least portion out guacamole. Yeah, and yeah. then I remember some of the, what what were our, like, supervisors, not supervisors, the shift leaders, they were just, they were, what, like, managers? But they weren't managers. They were just, they helped run it while the, because it, it was like the restaurant manager and then the actual like store like, manager. What was her title? Like, I'm talking like Jeff or like Alvin, like. They were just shift leaders, basically. Shift leaders, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Like, I think a shift would be it. Yeah. But like. Uh, but I remember some of them having to make guacamole, putting in like the lime and all yeah, that stuff. Like, yeah. Some of, Steak and Steak, some of Steak and Shake's food is actually quite legit. Oh, yeah. No, no. Like, that's where. I can tell. I tell people I was like, if there was anything bad about their food, I could tell you. Yeah. And the cool thing is, I kind of can't. Yeah. Like I kind of can't. Most of their food has a fresh element to it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like the worst. I wouldn't get their fish. Oh, they microwave their mac and cheese and their pastas, basically. Yeah. Like that's about it. Yeah. It's like, how do they make their pasta? Anything fresh? It's like, no. No. In a zip, like practically in a Ziploc. <laughs> yeah. Meat. But they're chili. But they're meat. Like the steak burgers. Oh yeah, solid sauce. Good shit. Solid sauce. Like. Aaron and I have both grilled. Thousands. I did not grill a lot. I did not grill. I oh, never yeah? actually got to grill. Jason got to grill. Yeah, J- I remember. T- Jason fought me so much because like he was determined to be better than me at everything, and like 
he was okay. He was better than me at some things, but I was still better at him at, at drive through. Oh yeah, we were born and bred for drive. Oh like, my god, because we got taught by Gabe. <laughs> Gabe honed us. I remember two weeks in, Gabe came by and he was like watching me. This is just how I know how good Gabe was. Like, he knew exactly how I worked, what I was good at, what I wasn't good at yet. Yeah. And like he took me through, and he was like, so "How do you think you're doing?" And I, I, I was hot shit, right? I was eighteen. I was eighteen yeah, years yeah. old. And well, you just had like an ego. I did not. Oh, have ego. I absolutely. I was the most arrogant person in the world from like eighteen to like twenty one. And I hate that. I like anytime I spot arrogance in people now, it's my number one like turn off quality. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, and I'm still arrogant about things here and there, but whatever. Um, things you've kind of proven to yourself, like I'm allowed to be arrogant here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he took like. He, he, like, in the span of, like, two and a half minutes, took me through all the things that I could do better, all the things I'm slow at. And he's like, you need to shape up and you need to get faster at this and you need to get better at this because we, we need you for, I think it was, like, a peak coming up or something yeah, like yeah. that. And it, like, just shook my world. And I was like, how is he good at everything? How does he know everything while well, making it all look like he's barely trying? Yeah. And then from that point, like, we just both had to get better. I remember there was a night with Ray where we got, like, a, a 1.43 drive time with literally the two of us running. Like, it was... That just changed everything. Taking care of fries, don't need gloves. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the the shit we used to pull back then. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, if you want to call anything like questionable, is like the amount of gloves that weren't used. Yeah. But you're also kind of sitting there going like, "But your food's as hot. long as, as well." It's more if you're not. Cr- I think the best thing you can do is make sure if you're not, make sure you're not crossing like raw meat. Yeah, of course. After that, you know, free free game. Yeah, or. <laughs> When Nicole came in and she tried to get us to like change gloves every single like sandwich. Wait, th- was that was that the big booty dumb bitch? No, the blondie. No, the one right after um the Gabe? one right after Gabe when okay. he went from a fourteen point store to a five point store. Jesus Christ, that's the one I walked out on. You, did, I, I think don't think you I was there. Of, okay, so I left. You might have left. Yeah, I left when Martin was there. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I left. You left before then. After Gabe. Yeah. I left after Gabe. I don't know. It, I might came, have been, it might have been when she was there, but I left like really soon into her. I came back. And I came back to Martin Chroma. Okay. I came back when Martin was there. Yeah. Because uh, I, I took basically like a dollar Perry's to come back. Mm-hmm. Because the first time I, I was there, Nicole took that po- Like I remember a distinct day where Jason and I were talking to each other because we knew what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. And like we had been talking for like two minutes and we looked up and she was just staring at us. And she was Was this pissed. the black lady or something like no, that? No. She was okay. white. Okay. White woman, light brown hair. Really skinny? Yeah. Yes. She's yeah. crazy. And I yes. think she had a massive crush on me. Probably. Kind of fudgy teeth. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hood ratty? Yeah. 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 But um, I remember one day I came in for a shift. Ray was on the line and someone else was there. And um, uh, I walked in and it was in the middle of a, of a lunch rush. I was at like five If you want water, by the way, that's actually full of water. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, but um, I walked in. She saw me, said, oh, good, you're here, and walked out and went home. Didn't prep anything. My whole end was trash. I had nothing in the back. She didn't do. I think you told me about this several times in the in the past. Yeah, uh, I Fasiana. Yeah, after after thirty minutes, I went to Ray and I was like, "I'm not doing this," and I walked out. And the Just next left him there with it all. It it was it, obviously I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, but, but like Ray was still there a couple of years ago until he yeah. got fired for something. Yeah, and he'd put on some weight too. Actually, really? yeah, he turned into a thick boy. <laughs> But I just remember boy. the day after Nicole called me and mm. she like she was like, I'm so sorry. I messed up. I know that that was wrong. And I just said, no, <laughs> like, I'm glad to see you've seen the error of your ways. I will see you in the next life. Yep. Nice. Yeah. 
came back six months yeah, later, but for I, a dollar more. <laughs> I quit then because I, I feel like I'm remembering her like asking me to stay mm-hmm. or whatnot. But at the time, I had landed like a ten dollar an hour like warehouse job, like driving down to Melbourne to deliver uh, beds or yep. something like that. I remember that. Or to sit or to sit in the warehouse cleaning beds with steam. Like it was just mad easy. I literally watched like all the way up until the mask point in Jackie Chan Adventures. Like I had just left my laptop on one of the tables yeah. and just played Jackie Chan oh my God. nonstop while I steamed cleaned these beds. Jackie <laughs> One more thing. <laughs> it's great. What a time. Nope. Can I post? Can I post? Can I post post post? Forty six seconds. So okay. close to eight minutes, so close. I shall have you. I shall have I shall make dollars, many of dollars on this dumb shirt. Oh d- dumb shirt that I'm. I mean, even if like twenty people order it. Yeah, I can only pull out like a hundred dollars at a time. Oh, okay, I gotcha. But like, it'd be. It's funny that like I literally created like a whole bunch of like that logo, the P two logo. Yeah. I created like a, I, I created every version of that shirt, both guys and girls, and I haven't even bought one myself. It's more of like, let me get this online and kind of learn this a bit. Um, and then once I get to a certain point, I'll start like diving into the merchandise piece some more. But all I really care about is just like recording and editing content, basically. Mm. Yeah, we have some good fun. We had an Age of Empires recording recently. Dang. We're trying to do well. My friend had the idea of running like an educational series, hmm. and I'm like, okay, cool. And this one, we're gonna do the Aztec versus the Spanish. I'm like, great. And the truth is that at the end of it, the Aztecs win. <laughs> At least for our gameplay, because they got all the they got all the relics, beat us all to the imperial age, and then just ran us the fuck over. Damn! <laughs> it's like son of a bitch, these eagle.